Yesterday you were normal, and today you're like the Chinese guy from the Karate Kid. What's with you today? What's with today today? What's with today today? <laughs> Welcome everyone. This is the Inspired Astrology Podcast. I am your host. This is Lauren K. Hickman, and I'm coming to you live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here in the Midwest on the third coast. And yeah, it's Monday. It is Luna Day. So it turns out that uh, I'm getting to have my moon practice on moon day and uh, trying to organize my schedule to balance and juggle all of the things, including my graduate program, uh, pursuing licensure in social work. <laughs> I'm tongue-tied this evening. Can you tolerate that for a bit? Uh, I'm interning uh, here at a, they call it a neuroqueer clinic, focusing on neurodivergence and the queer population and some of the overlaps that um, that exist within those categories. So if you are interested in Nova Mental Health Services, you can find them online at Nova. Uh, it's in Shorewood here in the Milwaukee area. Um, I will be interning there uh, through the end of the year. And if you are interested in doing clinical therapy and there's no overlap between our services, that's not a problem. We'd love to see you there if you're in the area and you're interested in low fee or sliding scale services with some of the other providers, practitioners. So there's a little plug for my internship. It's unpaid, uh, but it's valuable because eventually it will, um, it'll be like me practicing Reiki back in the day where I wasn't getting paid for it, where I was showing up at people's houses, uh, folks with broken necks, broken legs, uh, hospice situations. I mean, I I did a lot of Reiki in weird places for probably the first decade that I practiced. Um, all of that is valuable, and that is to say that doing co-regulation counseling is valuable to me as I pursue that trip into this next stage of my career. So basically, I'm going to like use everything I've learned and then also be all professional-like with an LCSW after my name. Uh, you might not know this about me. I have been on many adventures with the experience of pursuing higher education. Uh, I started with the, the social work journey back in 2013 in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, prior to my moving back out to New York City for round two. And I, you know, when I was 28, uh, I couldn't imagine committing to anything for three or four years. Uh, so I, I bounced, even though I had great grades and really enjoyed the program. I just, uh, you know, wasn't time, right? Wasn't time. And, you know, while I was out in New York, I was thinking about pursuing a naturopath career, thinking that that would be the way. And then it turned out that that was very expensive and very few states accepted naturopaths. Um, but I, I still utilize them and suggest to my clients to do the same because those folks, especially from Bastyr and some of the other uh, big, amazing, like even Bridgeport, which I went and checked out, great, great, amazing trees on the campus at Bridgeport in Connecticut. Um, 
but it wasn't the right fit, right? Not for me, not at that time. So then what did I do? I went and looked into chaplainship programs to become a reverend. I found one program in New York that was like uh, one faith ministry or something like that. And it was an interfaith program that didn't have a religious focus. It was more of a spiritual human tradition sort of experience to it. Um, But guess what? They didn't have laying on of hands in their bylaws. And they, they felt a little kooky to me. They were definitely like, oh, come be one of us. And I was like, uh, reverend, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, even though much of the work I do is in that capacity of spiritual friend, spiritual counselor, doing house clearings, doing baby blessings, writing astrology reports for babies, writing astrology reports for weddings, writing, uh, writing, speeches for weddings, right? I, like I help and assist people with these big life transition moments. And if I included all of that on my website, I think people would be even more overwhelmed than they already are, right? Basically, you ask me to do a thing and I, I am usually capable of doing it or I will find someone or refer you to someone who I trust and know will provide you with mwah, chef's kiss kind of services, because that's what I do. I am a an access of manifestation. I make shit happen. And that includes helping you to shift through the dark hallways of this crazy chaotic existence in which we are uh, participating in. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I hear that my website confuses people. Let's address this for a moment. Um, I do two things. I provide badass Reiki. And to say that uh, I have a lot of years behind me, I have a lot of um, what I would consider integrity because I have questioned everything along the path for myself. Um, So I can, you know, I can now teach Reiki as of 2022. Last year, I received my mastership uh, over 20 years after having started this journey as a wee 17-year-old. Uh, pad one back in Des Moines, Iowa, and just taking it everywhere that I went, um, moving into a Tibetan Buddhist uh, retreat center and recognizing the combination between Reiki as a tradition and the Tibetan medicine Buddha tradition. And oh, what? It goes even further back than that. It kind of doesn't have a name. It's sort of like the human experience of trust in the process and our ability to like connect with life force energy. I don't really love that I only have one word, which is a Japanese word the from the tradition, the Yusui Reiki method, uh, of which I was, you know, embedded in my, my pathway. And so I practice uh, American Reiki because that is what I had access to. Um, yes, so I do that. <laughs> uh, the wave is my, uh, or the portal is that journey through intuitive counseling, body centering meditation, and the uh, quote unquote application of Reiki, either through the ethers from soul to soul contact via a technique called absentia, uh, which just means to be absent. Uh, because energy is energy, and I'm a I'm a Wi-Fi rotor, folks. <laughs> and then uh, in-person sessions, the wave, um, same thing. It's identical services. Just one, I touch you. I'm gonna touch you, with your consent. 
<laughs> and the other um, via consent through uh, the Im implications of energy. So there is that. The transformer is a technique that I only provide in person because that is the only way that it can be done that I'm aware of. Um, it's a technique that was developed by Virginia Samdahl, who probably intuited it from some other experience, which is using um, a Reiki 2 uh, application to a specific part of the body to help uh, kind of stir up the subconscious. And it has a technique that's very similar to what I've had in like EMDR, but different? Question mark? I don't know. There's many ways to access those blockages and patterns within our being. Uh, this is just one of them. I would love to assist you with that. I'm doing a transformer residency in my hometown of Des Moines, Iowa on May 12th and 13th. It's a Friday and Saturday. I'm coming down to see my mama. Uh, I love her. And for all of those of you who are not celebrating Mother's Day, I hope that you have a good day. And I hope that you take good care of yourself. Um, I'm just mentioning my mama because she is a big reason that I am who I am today. So shout out to Diane Starweaver out there. Uh, in the ethers, in the echoes of the internet, 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 internet. <laughs> I don't have high quality production, so I use my voice to entertain you. I hope that you're having a good time. So Reiki, number one. Number two, astrology. Inspired astrology is what I call it. It's sort of a wacky combo of intuitive Astrology, evolutionary astrology, seasonal archetypology, esoteric astrology, it's sort of a mishmash of all the traditions. Um, but guess what? I'm not going to just sit down and tell you who you are, because uh, you can read about that. I want to help reflect with you about what is happening in your life and what can be applied to that, to that wound, whatever salve that you might need, whatever affirmations that you might need. And the mirror is probably my most like ubiquitous service. It's kind of where all of this Ursa Day business stemmed from. Uh, thanks to Ken, shout out to Ken Mystical Shop in Des Moines, Iowa, down in the East Village. What, what, Heather? And, you know, her just telling me to sit down and start doing astrology readings. And I was like, yo, I'm not an astrologer. I am a Reiki practitioner. And she's like, sure, but you can do astrology, right? And then I ended up writing moon mailers twice a month and have been doing that for a number of years now. And thus, the Inspired Astrology podcast has appeared in your ear at this moment in time. So welcome, welcome to the, those of you who are new, who do not know me that well. Um, here's some introductory stuff. Uh, this is not usually how I do the format of the show. Usually I leap right into uh, the poetry of the planets and the cosmos, but I uh, thought I would fill you in on my services. So there is your ADHD rant <laughs> for the beginning of the show, but I would love to jump right into this Aries Black moon and partial solar eclipse. So black moon, also known as a double moon, is the new moon version of a blue moon, right? And to be very clear, what constitutes a blue moon or a black moon, a more rare occasion, of course, is because you're having two lunations within the same zodiacal season, 
right? It's not two full moons in different signs within the same 30 days. That is kind of the uh, all around understanding of it. But I, I truly believe, um, and you can, you can challenge me on this, that it needs to be within the same zodiacal sign. So we had Aries new moon number one <laughs> back in March. And now here we are having Aries new moon number two at the very, very, very last degree 29 minutes and 50 seconds, right? So we are on like, like right about into Taurus season when this eclipse happens. And it is happening, my friends, on, well, here I am in the central standard time zone. So please apply, add, and subtract as necessary. Wednesday, April 19th at 11.13 p.m., right? So close to midnight. If you're east, Add an hour. If you're West, subtract an hour. I think that's right. (laughs) Oh, my dear. Changes, changes in nature merge with the changes in your cells. People unwilling to understand won't. So save your breath. Hold in place long enough you'll see life. Nothing is never not. Move your body, move attention long enough, and you'll feel the gyroscope of consciousness holding the gravity point in the black hole of your being. Pulse is an ongoing celebration, a presentation. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm alive. And when the heart aches, slows, feels sorrow, speeds to anxious trills and steals your breath from you, what then? What next? Why? Why this? Why this life? Why this life? And the cosmos laughs and the philosopher's knee slap, the absurdity perceivable. There is stillness and movement, movement and stillness. And the power of atoms and quarks and molecules like twinkling stars make up your galaxy. Walking your path sometimes means shedding old skin. Some choose to think it means growing a thicker one. It might suit us best to be porous. Let light in. So that is your report for the black moon, new moon in Aries, and partial solar eclipse. So let's break it down. A black moon is rare, uh, typically 29 months apart, (laughs) uh, just due to nature's cycles, right? You can find an ephemeris and look up the next one if you feel like it. I, me, I try to stay pretty present. I try not to look too far ahead because I don't want to read the end of the book too quick, right? Or get any assumptions about a line I picked up from the 
the book fold, the book end. So if a black moon is rare, a black moon in partial solar eclipse is auspicious. And auspice uh, just means like a, like a cheerful sign, right? It's like a rainbow in the sky. Eclipses um, generally have a bad rap. <laughs> uh, and that's probably because they're fucking terrifying. You know, if you imagine living a couple thousand years ago and having a rudimentary understanding of nature and all of a sudden the sun blacked out or the moon turned red, uh, creepy is <laughs> creepy. Uh, let's be let's be honest here. It seems like there is something happening beyond our understanding. And you know, thank you to science that we understand it's just it's just a pathway. It's an alignment that happens when uh, the Earth gets in between the Sun and the Moon, or the Moon gets between the Earth and the Sun. Right. That's the difference between a solar and lunar eclipse. And eclipse seasons happen annually. They happen all the time, just like retrogrades happen all the time. BTW, uh, Mercury goes retrograde this week until May 14th. Just want you to know. So we're in kind of a a retro shade period. Uh, Time to get your words and thoughts and things in order. (laughs) Have have a break. Have a time to reflect and go back over uh, and edit and comb through things that you may have missed in the last little bit here. So eclipses, um, I feel, are a gateway. They're a portal. Uh, I've, I've said it before, and if you haven't heard it, I feel like it's when somebody turns the light off at a party and y'all go, what? And then the light flips back on. It's almost like a reset switch. And because this is a partial eclipse, it's not so wacky. It's not so record in a screech. It's more of a like like a clap (laughs) from a distance or like a closet door light kind of thing. Um, That was not a great analogy, but just go with me on this one. So however you, however you choose to view these natural expressions of cosmic cycles, that's on you. That's totally up to you. And you can gather your opinions from, um, you know, astrologers online or on TikTok or on the Instagram or the social medias or old books, which is typically where I go for information. Um, you get to you get to experience cosmic cycles in the way that you choose to. Um, if you want to see them as portents of calamity, as did the ancients. <laughs> Or if you want to see them as opportunities for change, right? Perhaps you just want to behold the strangeness of being a human being in this galaxy and things like the moon getting partially covered or the sun getting partially covered, right? Um, You can save your wish faces for the next lunation without the drama flag attached to it. Right, a lot of astrologers um, will tell you do not set intentions during eclipse season. Right, whatever tickles your pickle. Right, um, I'm I'm gonna agree with that general analogy of like don't, 
you know, don't like bury your seeds right now because they may not come to fruition because you threw them into a vapid portal into space. Okay, so like let's let's think about this as like a reset, uh, a download, if you will. So the eclipses are a metaphor. That's most of what astrology is, right? The human search for meaning is a tugging force within our psyche. So when we look towards the shifts in the seasons and the stories of cycles, the repetition and patterns in nature, we can kind of create these aha moments or nuisance neuroses. You Take your pick, whichever way that you want to go with this. But finding the balance point between enthusiastic optimism and healthy skepticism, that's kind of my Libra rising. You know, it's like, man, let's like, let's be diplomatic here. Let's kind of like not take it too far one direction or the other. Let's find that sweet spot in the middle. So if we give astrology so much power that we lose agency, it's no longer a tool. It becomes a crutch or a kinky power dynamic. Simultaneously, our agency is tethered to an intricate web of nature and every other fucking living thing that's out there that has agency. So if you feel like withholding intentions, like most people would agree with you, just don't do it, right? But I do always encourage reflection, always. A lunation is a moment to pause, right? New moon, full moon. Oh, look, sky. Oh, look, dark. And we get to see where the tides are taking you. An eclipse is a doorway where we might get a glimpse of where we're going, right? That'd be pretty cool. So um, just a shout out for Ursa Day over here that your contributions keep this work ad-free. So thank you for everyone who wants to throw me a bone on Venmo. And that's at Lauren K. Hickman. Uh, I'll leave a note in the remarks. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Ursiday underscore, underscore, underscore. That's U-R-S-I-D-A. Latin for bear. Wow. And of course, uh, thank you to all my Dragon Donna patrons out there. I am deeply, deeply appreciative. This is an automated monthly gift. You can set it and forget it. Uh, And you can throw me seven bucks, you can throw me 20 bucks, like whatever generosity that you have to offer. If that's the form of a Venmo $1 tip, if you send me a thank you note via email, if you just like let your friends know about me, that's awesome. Because I want to, I want to like meet the people, right? And I hope that my voice and my heart mind uh, connect with you on some level. You know, it's, Me and my dog and a phone, as you'll hear me say again and again. So Des Moines, patrons. Des Moines, patrons. I will be coming May 12th, May 13th. Limited booking sessions. Uh, Booking deposit is required, pretty please. Uh, You can find more information about that uh, at ursaday.us. Sign up for the Moon Mailer. That's always going to be the first place that you hear about offerings and get my brain dumpings onto an electronic page 
so that you're not wasting paper and that perhaps you have something to read over lunch on your break or maybe you sit down and light a candle and like consume this material with all of the intentions and love. I always write with a candle burning because fire and intentional practices. Uh, so light a candle for me, folks. I'm always lighting one for you. Um, and hey, for those of you in the Milwaukee area interested in booking, hello, I've lived here for a couple years now. I host in-person services at Moving Galaxy Yoga Studio. I had to move out of the Lincoln Warehouse on the south side because, guess what? Graduate school is expensive and so is having a studio and I only have so many spoons i.e. energy units that I get to use in a day. So um, it's a beautiful space there. I absolutely adore the owner. I practice there fairly regularly. So if you see me, say what's up. Um, you can book an appointment, consult, get in touch with me directly um, or through the website. And of course, those who are outside of my immediate service area, hey, I see clients all over the world. Hello, Canada. Hello, the Netherlands. Uh, you can sign up for the mirror and the portal sessions through the website. So, hey, did I mention that Pluto has a massive participation in this particular black moon? Well, let's get into it. Power, Pluto. There's power in fire. There's power in faith. Jupiter and Aries conjoined with the new moon. Power in change. Aries loves change. Power in battle. Aries loves to battle. Power in bravery. Aries has courage. Power in challenges. When we have obstacles, we get to learn from them. The power in impulsivity, right? Making a, a, a leap, a choice, an action based on a gut feeling rather than a brain feeling. Is that a thing? <laughs> Power in head alignment, right? When we feel in tune with ourselves. Power in heart alignment. When we know our path, we just know it's deep. So this black moon is, it's not a bleak one. You know, astrologically speaking, a solar eclipse is when the sun and moon aligns with the nodes, these aspirational points in the sky. The lunar nodes are less of a place and more of a concept. Where we've been, the south node, tail of the dragon, and where we could be going, the north node, the head of the dragon. These are keys to understanding our patterns. And this can be considered through a natal chart reading, um, especially through the evolutionary lens. And, it, you know, some, some schools of evolutionary astrologies focuses on Pluto. And then others focus more on the connections between the nodes, the north and the south node, and the implications that they have karmically for us. Uh, some even saying that they can dictate our past life information. Um, my feeling about past lives as someone who actually provides uh, past life regressions, uh, I do that in person. I don't advertise it a lot because it is, it is really sacred, deep work. Um, but in, in my feeling, in my knowing, in my being, past lives can be a metaphor. 
They could be an access point to understanding patterns if you do believe in reincarnation. Um, they could just be psychological stories that help us to make sense of the ununderstandable. Is that a word? <laughs> uh, anything that helps us to create a narrative that creates healing, I think is a, is a gift, right? And so evolutionary astrology with those nodes um, can create a theory or a narrative of healing, whether you believe in past lives or not. And all I have to say to that is that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It just changes forms. We're candles passing flames from candle to candle. Are we the flame or are we the candle? So what are your embedded threads? Hmm? What knots are you untangling, huh? What lessons are you called to embody? Saturn, Lord of Karma, uh, traditionally, uh, Lordess. Uh, I don't know, what is the gender neutral term for Lord? So Saturn, the Lord of Karma, or the kind of uh, leader of Karma, <laughs> the note of Karma, metaphor of Karma, because uh, astrology is mostly metaphor. Uh, Saturn is in Pisces, which um, it's the ocean of consciousness, right? And Saturn is trine and sextile exact to the north node in Taurus and the south node in Scorpio. So Saturn at four degrees Pisces is aspecting Taurus four degree north node and Scorpio four degree south node. Uh, the nodes move backwards, right? So that means that as we move further into eclipse season, that they will be switching over to the Aries-Libra axis. So we've been in the Taurus and Scorpio one for uh, well over a year, and we'll be clicking over to the me versus we relational uh, concepts, right? Refer back to full moon episode about Libra <laughs> to talk more about that axis point. I'm sure that there are like tons of archived blabber blatherings of me talking about that access. So hit that up if you are, uh, if you are interested. So karmic reckoning, my darlings, that is all this nodal contact access amazingness. So whatever is surfacing, it's ready to purge, right? If Hopefully you've found a therapy session or you're doing some journaling or you're having a shower cry. I have done all of these things in the last 24 hours, mind you. So allowing that uncomfortable release, yeah, Scorpio, uh, regarding that, paying attention to it, and then throw it into the flame of Aries to transmute. You know, fire changes and shifts things so it is time to move forward that is what Aries always says is just keep on keeping on time for you to keep evolving and then Saturn and Pisces says well what blessings and supportive boundaries have fortified your journey towards new iterations of self and relieved you of the foreboding patterns of past days uh that's a, that's a journaling prompt for you right there. What has strengthened you? What are you relieved of? Who are you glad that you no longer are, but can be grateful that you were because now you're here. 
And I think one of the the key takeaways that I have as a teacher and in the capacity of healing is that when you totally own where you are, when you own and operate from who you are in this moment and not who you aspire to be or who you think you're supposed to be, that is when the work happens because you're not pretending to be like enlightened because face it, most of us schmucks here who exist uh, are, are not. We are egos and personalities and soul and id, all of these things mashed up and trying to navigate this big, crazy, chaotic world that we don't really understand. And we try to like paste sticky notes on it to create meaning or understanding or theories of understanding when obviously like we don't really know that much. And our lifetimes are so short and we don't have hive mind. And so we're all just bumping around trying to figure it out and like listening to people and trying to gain perspective from their experiences. And then we have our own whole needle chart makeup and our perceptual makeup and our seven ray makeup and all these different parts of us, right? Your Enneagram or your human design thingy. <laughs> like we have so many ways and so many filters and how we perceive and work with this, this universe. So like, just be cool. We're wherever you're at, just like be, just do the thing, right? Just wake up, brush your teeth and keep going. You don't have to be anything other than what you are until you become the next thing. So powerful Pluto, Pluto is square to the nodes, bam. And that means it's also square to the black moon eclipse, right? So this further emphasizes a powerful opportunity for revealing, which Pluto is awesome at, and healing, right? Transformation, rebirth. We pull the death card, what's it mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean you're going to die. It means part of you that's going to die. Part of you that's got to change. Part of you that's got to get let go, right? So Chiron in Aries, is it ever going to leave Aries? The wound... <laughs> I'm just teasing. A lot of you might be going through your Chiron return if you're in your late 40s, 50, 51 years old. Um, this is a cool moment in time to like get real, get authentic with yourself, right? But for the rest of us, if we have Aries planets or if we have Libra planets or Capricorn or Cancer planets, like Chiron might be like working us a little, a little too hard in some ways. Um, but Chiron, it's important because it's the wound and it's the salve, the solution. Salve, salve. I am so Midwestern, I don't even know how to pronounce a word. Okay, so Chiron and Aries is square to Mars and Cancer. Uh, typically, I would say this is the like protective mama bear uh, aspect to Mars, right? But um, to me, it's like either this is going to ignite some self-compassion, this relationship between the moon and the fierce mama protector, um, or you could have very skillful avoidance tactics when dealing with your shit. So up to you. Uranus and Mercury, one being the higher octave of the other, I'll let you guess which is which, uh, are conjoined in Taurus and trying to Mars, allowing for a flip in perspective. Uh, this is kind of like the aha uh, conjunction it can be the like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind function. It could be the like, holy shit, I never looked at it that way function. It is a lightning strike. And hopefully it'll help you to, to find some worthiness in your human experience. 
right? I was reflecting the other day about what it was like to be younger me, and I really didn't like me at all. And I felt very, like, ashamed for being in a body. I didn't like having a body. I didn't like being in my skin with my butt, (laughs) my legs, and my everything. Like, I just didn't like my freckles. I didn't like my hair color. I didn't like my face. There was like nothing that I could come up with, uh, in liking myself. Hello, Chiron and Taurus and Taurus, Taurus. <laughs> I'm an Aries, Taurus, Taurus. Here we go. So, um, but when, when I found meditation and when I started working with the concept that it was like, okay to just be, right? That I had the same value as any plant or tree, as any bird or rock or tree, anything in this world. Like that it was okay for me to be here and it was okay for me to take up space, which by the way, I'm still working on this. Okay. I'm still like staining my soul with this recognition, but it really helped me to be able to stand up straight And to hold my heart and my chest up high. And to be able to look people in the face instead of gazing at my toes. So that is what I mean. That's what I mean about feeling worthy. Uranus helps us to break down so we might break through. And it's also the planet of expect the unexpected. So get your journals and your snacks ready. processing okay so I could go on and on with the list of aspects there were quite a few very tight uh, aspects right and when I say tight I'm just talking about the orb which is the difference in degree between the angles right Uh, if you would like a lesson on this feel free to sign up for my (laughs) monthly uh, monthly program called the lunation where we get together once a month and we can talk about whenever you want to talk about because I am very generous with information. So if you're looking for a mentor, if you're processing some weird shit, if you just like want an addendum to therapy, hit me up. We can do that via Zoom. So my, my big question for you is what do you want? What is it that you want? right? That, that can be an Aries thing, a Taurus thing. What do you want? What change in transformation are you seeking? What is your quest? Good sir, good madam, good envy, good human, good dog. You know, this is, this is your adventure, your quest, your quest into consciousness. And this black moon, this partial eclipse is definitely fuel for the journey. This is your slingshot moment into becoming. Are you ready? There'll be other ones. Just saying. But this is a big slingshot, so why not step in? Double dare you. Um, If not, uh, you know, Mars and Cancer is going to say, hey, it's cool, dude. You can step away and try again later, Right. The trying again later will be different. It will look different. There will be new layers. There will be new stuff happening. But the spiral will unlock more doors for you if it's not now, right? If now is not the time, the spiral will come back around. And for some of us, like, we don't really have a lot of relationship with this this moon. Maybe there's no aspects. 
maybe no activations. Like for me, the new moon is happening on my Aries Mercury, my natal 28 degree Mercury, which is opposed to my Pluto. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's been a tough couple of weeks, guys. Um, for other reasons, for sure. I'll tell you about when Venus hit my Chiron the other week. Oh, boy. Um, another time, another day, another channel. So, like, we all know we've missed escape windows in the past, right? The ones that we get to crawl through, and then we have this acute sense of dread and the, oh, fuck, and what ifs, and all the things that accompany feeling like you missed out. And I want to remind you that, like, your choices happened the way they happened because there was no other way that it could have worked out, right? Self-care is saying no. Self-care is saying, no, thank you, not right now. Self-care is saying, like, I'm going to go take a bath, right? So just showing up as the best version of ourselves that we can muster in any given moment, there can be no regrets because you gave your best, right? And some days that's really shitty. Like, I, I am someone who suffers from, like, low spoon count. And if you're not familiar with that term, go look it up. It might be very helpful to you in understanding your energy levels. But some days, uh, I run out of spoons by 2 p.m. And that means that I am utterly worthless for the rest of the day. And it can get very frustrating. But I show up the best that I can. And that means taking care of myself and not pushing it. Because then the next day, I can't get out of bed. So your bestness is relative to you and you alone. It's okay to hesitate. Courage takes courage. And if you follow soulful desire and your choices, will always be the perfect one. Always. Right? I'm Lauren K. Hickman of Ursa Day Healing Arts. I am currently based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and available everywhere to you via the internet. Internet, internet. <laughs> this is your report for the Aries Black Moon here in April of 2023. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ursa Day underscore underscore underscore. I don't know how else to say it. I think you can find me on there. Lauren K. Hickman at Ursa Day. Do the thing. Um, I am most available there because I am too long-winded for Twitter and I am too old to deal with TikTok and my short attention span. So you can find me on Instagram, not Facebook. I'm never there. Uh, sign up for the Moon Mailer. Uh, you can learn more about me on my website, ursaday.us. The lovely Maggie Goldhammer of Somo Studios designed my website and it is fucking gorgeous. And I just think it's so cool that I get to have this cool website as my online presence. So you can see like photos of me if you want to know what I look like. Uh, if you want to see pictures of my dog or my human, you'll have to go to Instagram. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I look forward to connecting with you either here <laughs> next round in two weeks for the full moon uh, or, or find me elsewhere. Huh? All right, well, you stay inspired. Have a beautiful day. <laughs> What's with today today? All right, I'm out. Bye.